0: Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output Podcast, we've got two stories about what's bad about online smut. Warning, listener discretion is advised. These types of videos are popping up on pornographic websites more and more frequently. Actress Scarlett Johansson has been targeted. Johansson telling The Post, nothing can stop someone from cutting and pasting my image or anyone else's onto a different body and making it look as eerily realistic as desired. She goes on to warn that this can happen to anybody. It just depends on whether or not someone has the desire to target you. As the technology has gotten cheaper, there's been an explosion of deep fake porn videos, clips in which people's likenesses are digitally inserted onto other people's bodies. Right now, the targets are mostly female celebrities, but deepfakes are coming for regular people soon, writes inputmag.com news writer Jay Fergus. Here's Jay reading an excerpt from their piece.
1: Three of the biggest porn sites in the world have deepfake videos with millions of views, and there isn't much anyone can do about it because there's little legislation globally that governs it. For now. The most prolific instances affect female celebrities, but with the technology to create deepfake porn improving speedily, it'll soon be a tool anyone can use to create fake revenge porn, propaganda, identity theft, or anything else where a convincing video is a powerful tool.
0: Welcome back to the show, Jay.
1: Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: So for those who don't know, what is deepfake pornography and how common is it?
1: So deepfake porn is pretty much what it sounds like. It's where you have an existing pornography video where often a female celebrity's face is superimposed onto a porn performer's face in order to give the illusion that this person in the public eye is a porn performer. These used to be a pretty fringe part of the internet, but now there are up to a thousand of these non-consensually made deepfakes going up on porn sites every month.
0: And how realistic do these tend to be? The
1: realism can vary, but it's hard to track because even our best detection systems right now are only about two thirds accurate. It's a pretty wild west of deepfake porn detection right now.
0: So how easy is it to make a deepfake video?
1: It's definitely gotten a lot easier. There have been reports of someone making a deepfake video for about $100. It's become a more accessible form of technology in just
0: a couple of years. You hit upon it in that excerpt a bit, but what is the major threat of deepfake technology?
1: In addition to the very personal effects this can have in terms of using deepfake videos for porn, deepfakes can also adversely affect political messaging and also influence aspects of identity fraud, which could be very damaging to people's personal reputations and even more difficult things to repair, like credit histories or respect in their professions.
2: Therefore- you know this footage. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow.
1: But what about this? I will not be resigning the presidency at noon tomorrow, because I am not Richard Nixon. In fact, I'm Jake Ward. I'm a television correspondent. And the fact that my face can be put onto the late presidents and do a pretty good job of fooling you, well, that's a sign of just how much trouble we're all in.
0: I've been a bit surprised everyone was expecting that there would be deep fakes in this election cycle. Of course, we're we're still in the midst of it. And by the time this airs, maybe that will have happened. But do you foresee that being a huge problem in the political discourse?
1: I think it can definitely become a problem in the near future for this upcoming election, however. It seems like we're living in a time where truth is stranger than fiction. So... I'm not necessarily sure that you even need a deepfake when everything is so off the rails.
0: So most of your story was about deepfake porn. What happens if you're the victim of this? What kind of recourse is there? There isn't much recourse. There's one site,
1: XHamster, that is more actively concerned with taking the videos down. But as we all know, nothing ever really leaves the internet. Once it's on, it's there forever. Additionally, in terms of what people can do with the law on their side, there are things you can sue for in terms of defamation and copyright infringement and things like that. But these are very costly ways to go about it, and there's no actual guarantee that those suits would be successful because uh, these laws are often not applied to deep technology technology, the legislation just isn't there yet.
0: So what kind of legislation do we need?
1: I think we need laws that broadly apply to more people. There are some deepfake specific laws on the books in the U.S., but it largely pertains to politicians. And it doesn't really cross over into the realm of other public figures like celebrities and influencers and it's only a matter of time before this kind of technology is applied to the general public, and we need to find a way to be able to protect people who don't have money to retain lawyers to deal with this problem.
0: You can follow Jay on Twitter at Notes from Jay. Now, on to today's second story
1: going to take the bait here. I am not a racist, all right? I watch
0: a lot of black porn. I mean, a lot. Just one question. In this porn, is the man black or the woman black or are they both? Is one of those racist and the others aren't?
2: I'll hack his browser
0: history. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yep. Hold on. That's unnecessary. The porn industry is overtly racist. Some POC performers have hit upon a way to combat that fact by tagging their porn with empowering rather than racist hashtags. Writer Jessica Klein recently wrote about this nascent movement for inputmag.com. Here she is reading an excerpt from her piece.
2: Tags are crucial to adult performers' discoverability online. Porn tastes are specific and searches fired off in the heat of horniness will only pick up aptly labeled content. Unfortunately, many widely used tags reflect the porn industry's deeply ingrained racism, in which, quote unquote, interracial scenes are almost always code for a white woman having sex with a black man, scenes for which white women tend to get paid above their average rates, and more than their Black counterparts.
0: Welcome back to the show, Jess.
2: Thanks, thanks for having me.
0: So I guess my first general question is, how deeply ingrained is racism in pornography?
2: Pretty ingrained. I guess it's unique from, say, Hollywood, where racism is very ingrained as well. But as some performers told me, a studio head or producer can decide to explicitly not work with, say, Black talent whereas in Hollywood, you can't explicitly do that in the same way. And in porn, everything is exaggerated to the extreme. So everything is kind of almost, I don't want to say a parody of things, tropes that you see played out elsewhere, but it's exaggerated. So basically, the racism isn't subtle.
0: So one of the solutions to this that people in the porn industry have come up with is to change the tags on videos. How are people proposing that work?
2: I first heard about this from a panel called Flip the Script that was put on by kink.com, which is sort of a kink-focused porn site. And they'd assembled a bunch of performers to sort of talk about the way that Black, Indigenous, people of color performers are represented in porn. And one of the performers, his name is Sir John Julius, he said, take a lesson from the hackers. If you want to take over a hashtag, overwhelm the feed with your content. So basically the problem is a lot of the tags identifying and leading people to porn content are just very racist. Everything from, you know, black performers in scenes being labeled as thugs. There are a lot of sort of inherent problems with the label interracial scenes. So I guess, yeah, one way performers propose to change that is to just start using tags that were empowering rather than degrading.
0: So what's an example of an empowering tag?
2: So more empowering tags, as some performers told me, could be centering things other than race in the description. So if, say, a performer is somebody who specializes in foot fetish content, then they can have a tag like queen of souls, souls being feet, souls, obviously. Or, you know, just something that's kind of straightforward without being degrading, like black queer love, black kink, black BDSM. It
0: seems like a big ask. One of the terms you'd you talk about in the story is BBC, which we will not spell out for you, but you can certainly Google it and and find out what that is. But it centers on the genitalia. You know how it seems like it's going to be hard to overcome something like that when it's so ingrained.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. And some performers I spoke with brought that up. A performer and producer who goes by Hectic said that changing the tags in his video descriptions and removing terms like BBC could actually hurt his and other black performers' businesses because that's one of the biggest, the most searched categories on porn, or so he told me. And removing it would sort of, as he said, minimize who's able to be seen. So there are definitely problems and it's not like everyone across the board is ready to change the way that porn is labeled. It's just sort of one idea to change the way that certain people are represented.
0: You can follow Jessica on Twitter at Admin Klein, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.